Welcome to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode on striving, thriving, and surviving the holiday season. It's difficult to believe, but as I record this episode, we're already in the second week of November, and you know the holidays... Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas parties, New Year celebrations, all of that is just around the corner. And we only we only just finished with Halloween and Halloween candy. In fact, you may still have some excess extra Halloween candy laying around. And it's interesting because we talk about this is a season of joy and, and celebration and, and family and certainly plenty of opportunities to gather with friends and family and celebrate the end of the year and that that sort of thing. But it's interesting because I also hear so many people talk about how stressful the next six to seven weeks of their life is going to be around this season because you're already busy with doing life. And then on top of that, you add things like holiday parties and get-togethers and the need to go buy extra gifts uh, for Dirty Santa and or Secret Santa. You know, all of the the stress around shopping for people because we feel such a need to, to share and exchange gifts. And sometimes that means spending money we don't have on things people don't need. And it doesn't really bring us that joy. Or maybe it's going to one more holiday or year-end get-together and eating things that we don't need, that aren't good for us, that make us feel bad the next day. And this can be an incredibly stressful time. Yes, it absolutely can be a season of joy, but there's no doubt so many people talk about the stress the holidays Bring. So I wanted to do a special episode and just talking about those three things, striving, thriving, and surviving the holidays, because I know we need, I know I need reminders in my life of how to navigate stressful times in life. Uh, there's no doubt that 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for most of us in so many different ways and continues to be challenging on, on many levels. And you add that that we've already had a, a challenging season and a challenging year. And just because it looks so different, I think, than most of us expected. But also add to that the upcoming holidays and the upcoming stress from all of that. And it really has an opportunity to just derail so many of us from so many of our goals and getting a, a jump start on 2021 and really becoming the person that, that we want to be. So I want to dive into that just a little bit. So first things first, as you look forward to the holiday season, the next six or seven weeks, getting to January 2021, because let's face it, New Year's isn't going to roll around and you're not going to wake up on January 1st and suddenly magically all of the problems or challenges of 2020 are going to go away, right? That's not going to happen. Like life is not going to just suddenly be brighter because the calendar date changes. 
it's it's important to remember we have to be very very intentional if we want to be in a better position in the next six or seven eight weeks than we are now now that doesn't mean it has to be more stressful it does in fact i would say that it it's very possible that being more intentional over this season is going to help you be less stressed it's going to help you be more focused and more positive it's going to help you really get a jump start on making 2021 a better year. And that's, you know, that's what we all really want. I mean, the holidays are fun, but no one, none of us want to wake up on January 1st or January 2nd and feel like we're in a worse place mentally, physically, or emotionally than we are now. I know nobody wants to be less happy or successful or effective in life. And particularly no one who's listening to a podcast on personal growth. So Let's talk about striving over the next, over the holiday season, the next six, seven, eight weeks. Um, I think one of the things that I've recently discovered is the Enneagram. And I like the the concept of learning more about myself and self-awareness through, you know, learning about myself. And, and the Enneagram seems to be a great tool to help me do that. But one of the, the realizations that I've come to realize is... Uh, I'm a three on the Enneagram, which means I'm an achiever, I'm a doer, um, I'm an accomplisher, I guess. Um, and I, I really, that shouldn't surprise me. The name of my first book was called Achieve. And so when I recently read The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron, I really, I, you know, it didn't surprise me a whole lot to learn or, or really relearn that I am an achiever. I've done a lot of work on on personal growth and self-awareness and and developing myself and the knowledge of my strengths and my weaknesses. But what I did find insightful as I read about achievers is that they are just wired, that I'm just wired to accomplish. You know, I just, it's just in my, in my nature. It's a strength. It's a gift. I have a to-do list and a to-done list and you better believe that that if it's a priority in my world, it's going to get done. And now I'm not going to dig too deep into the strengths and weaknesses of that personality type. But what I want to share with you is I've come to realize that, well, number one, not everybody is wired that way to be productive, to be effective, to accomplish things, to be a just do it kind of person. But what that's also brought me to the realization is that because this is a strength for me, I'm better equipped to help people who aren't by nature this type of personality. And by that, I mean sharing some of the insights that I've learned, some of the things that I didn't even really consciously learn. It was just intuitive to me. Here's how I set goals. Here's how I achieve things. Here's how I focus on growth. And meeting the the expectations and targets that I set for myself. Some of that I didn't even have to consciously sit down and learn about or read about. It just is my nature. But because it's just my nature, it really has helped equip me to teach some of the things, these strengths, to others. So if you're not naturally a striver, an achiever, a performer, a doer, a get-it-donner, then... I can really help share some insight with you on how to be effective in that realm. So what I like to say, as you set your intentions for this season, the next, let's just say the next eight weeks, the next two months, 
that gets us to the, the first or second week of January. I would just encourage you right now or sometime this week to sit down and take a few minutes and plan your priorities. Plan your priorities. Because here's the thing. If you don't plan your priorities, you all the prioritizing in the world of your planning isn't going to help, right? The trick is to plan your priorities first. Um, it's interesting because... Uh, there's a quote here, and I may not be sharing the, the last name right, but Kofi Annan says, to live is to choose, but to choose well, you must know who you are, what you stand for, where you want to go, and why you want to get there. So I would just encourage you, as you think about striving over the next two months, sit down first and plan your priorities. What do you want to accomplish in the in the next two months. Make a make a list of the most important things, the absolute priorities. Now here's the thing. I'm going to challenge you to keep these priorities. You can, Your list can be as long as it needs to be, right? I know there are lots and lots and lots of things you want to accomplish over the next two months. Absolutely get that list, brainstorm on it, write, write down everything that you want to get done, right? But star or highlight or circle or underline three or four of them. And those are only the things that you're going to circle, star, or highlight are your priorities, like the most important things. If these three or four things don't get done, then nothing else gets done. Now, I'm going to encourage you that those priorities, those three or four things, don't necessarily have to be tasks that you accomplish. They also could be goals or outcomes. So for example, you might have a list eight miles long and it says things like go Black Friday shopping and buy presents for 18 members of the family. Buy wrapping paper, wrap presents, remember to buy an extra secret Santa gift and so on and so forth, right? Your list is absolutely gonna have things on it that you need to do. Oh, remember to get a teacher appreciation gift before school gets out, you know, whatever it is. You're gonna have a list eight miles long of stuff, but your priorities may not necessarily be just things that you want to get done. Your list should also include things like outcomes, like in two months, over the next two months, I want to have a season of peacefulness and joy or happiness. I want to feel better about my health in eight weeks than I do today. So you see where I'm going. These things absolutely can go on your list. You've got a to-do list of tasks and things you want to physically do, but, but also don't forget to include goals or outcomes. So, and that's what I mean. When I say plan your priorities, I want you to look at the next eight weeks with a sense of what truly is most important to you based on your values. Because I guarantee you in 20 or 30 years, you're probably not gonna remember what you gave Aunt Susie for Christmas. She might not remember what you gave her for Christmas. We don't remember gifts in the same way as we remember positive experiences and feelings and how should, I, how should I say that? As much as we remember the, the, the feeling, that all-encompassing feeling. And as you look back at the next eight weeks, you want to remember the holiday season of 2020 as being one that 
was a bright spot in a really challenging year. You don't want to remember it as just another challenge in a challenging year. So what's most important to you? And if that is cutting out some of the hustle and bustle this season so that you can spend more quality time with your children or your spouse or more alone time or more time dedicated to you, then I want you to absolutely go for that. But first things first, plan your priorities. When it comes to striving, we absolutely have to be intentional about setting those priorities and, you know, if you need to create a date with yourself on the calendar of this is when I'm going to exercise every day for the next eight weeks, or maybe it's not every day, maybe it's three times a week, right? Whatever the solution is for you, get that priority down and don't negotiate it. If it is a priority, then it's a priority. So don't renegotiate those priorities. When we talk about thriving over the holiday season, that kind of brings us into this second point. Don't throw out the window the healthy habits that you have created in yourself up until this point, or whether it's this year with COVID and being, you know, in a season of working from home. And so now you have more time to get that morning walk in. If you've created, if you've had any victories or, or created some great healthier habits this year, whether it's drinking more water or getting a little more exercise or spending more time with the kids, whatever it is, don't throw those out the window just because the next two months are going to be stressful. In fact, it's almost more important to hold tight to those healthy habits that you've created because you want to build on them. You want to leverage them. And if you throw them out the window and say, oh, I'm just not going to worry about health and exercise or what I eat or um, growing myself for the next two months, I'm just going to deal. I'm just going to deal with the season. If you throw all of that out the window, you're not going to be able to build on it. You're going to have find yourself slipping back. And so you're going to start 2021 behind the curve from where you could. And you don't want that. I know you don't want that. I don't want that for you. So thinking about the, the habits that you have that have helped you be successful and navigate 2020 successfully this year. And, and remember to be intentional about thriving in this season. Now, you know, I'm a big believer in a, a few key habits that help us thrive. Number one, exercise is so, so, so important because Thriving physically helps us do everything else better. And exercise will help you feel better. It'll help you look better. It'll help you have more energy. And I guarantee you, you are going to need energy to get through the next two months. You need to move your body because moving your body gives you more energy and helps you be the best person that you can be. And that's what you want as you head into the, the stressful holiday season. Eating healthy, your your body and your brain need nourishment to perform at their best. And there are going to be some times when you're tired and it's going to look really good to, to guzzle some eggnog or some leftover pumpkin pie for breakfast the next morning. But that's not going to help you perform well that, ne that next day. That's not going to help you be the best version of yourself. That's not going to, pumpkin pie for breakfast doesn't help you show up as your best self. Now, you might decide to indulge on some pumpkin pie for breakfast once, and that's okay. It's an indulgement. I'm just saying, don't throw your healthy eating out the window and eat pumpkin pie for breakfast every single day. 
or pumpkin spice lattes or whatever, whatever it might be. Don't throw your healthy habits out the window. Now, healthy habits aren't just physical. I mean, yes, it's absolutely important to move your body, exercise, eat healthy, and drink more water. Those those three things are just so helpful physically. But healthy habits are also, you know, don't forget to to focus yourself uh, on your growth. You know, don't throw out your morning Bible devotional over the next eight weeks just because you're busier in other dimensions of life. Because it's almost more important to stay grounded, right? And that intentional morning routine, intentional habits are so powerful in helping you stay grounded, and especially important in challenging seasons, right? These are the things that don't feel urgent, but they help us thrive. And and you're going into a season that's already been challenging this year, and this season certainly has the potential to be even more challenging. You want to thrive in this time. Now, thriving might look different in this season, than it would in a different season, for example. You know, if there's no doubt if you're doing more and trying to accomplish more, you are, you know, you're struggling at some level. Thriving in this season might just be holding on to the habits that you've built. Maybe don't try to add anything new right now, okay? Um, if that's not the great the greatest time for you to start incorporating new healthy habits, that's okay. January is coming. And let me tell you, I've got two upcoming virtual workshops. If this is an area of interest for you and you want to talk about growing yourself and your potential starting in January because you don't want to take on anything more challenging right now, I get it. I totally get it. So I've got two virtual workshops starting in January that are going to help you do that. I've got the power of effective planning, prime time, which is all about time management, managing your priorities, scheduling priorities, and it starts from a value-based perspective. So this really is talking about how to set and achieve goals that are important to you, how to set boundaries, how to increase effectiveness at home and at work. And again, this is a strength of mine, which is one reason I'm so passionate about it. Um, That workshop is going to start January 5th, and it's virtual. It's going to be six virtual sessions. And then I've got Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, Become the Woman and Leader You Are Destined to Be. So this really is a personal and professional growth workshop specifically for women. And this one starts January 9th. So it's going to be a Saturday morning. So if Tuesdays um, aren't working great for you for work or, or whatever, then join me on a Saturday morning. Now, here's the thing. Both of these workshops, you can sign up online, reastory.com forward slash workshop. If you sign up before December 15th, you're going to get a bonus um, one-on-one coaching session. So if this is something that interests you, then resonates with you kicking off 2021 and becoming the better version of yourself, the best version of yourself and developing into who you are destined to be. Two opportunities to do that. Maybe this is a Christmas present for yourself or ask for ask Santa for it if this is something that interests you. But wanted to throw that out there. So this might not be the next, this next eight weeks may not be the time when you want to take on something new. That's okay. Plenty of time for that in January. I'd love to see you on the workshops. These are going to be very small, small groups of um, those who are committed to growth. But you don't want to slide backward in the next eight weeks. So keeping your healthy habits, keep thriving 
end this season. Whatever's working for you right now, hold on to that. It's working for you. Don't let go of it just because the holidays are coming up. An example for this, um, you know, I, I've probably shared with you before. I adore my one weekly bowl of ice cream. So, I mean, it's just, it's a treat. I indulge in it. It's not the best thing for me, but I, boy, I look forward to that one weekly bowl of ice cream. Usually after my long run, um, you know, that day is just kind of a little more of a, of a treat day. But I just need to make sure that I don't throw that out the window and say, oh, it's the holidays. Let me have not just my weekly bowl of ice cream, but also uh, let me have an extra treat this day and this day and this day. It's the holidays and food tends to be around available, you know, so you see where I'm going with this. If you've got a personal boundary for yourself that's working, hold on to that, right? Hold on to that. And then last but not least, least surviving the holiday season. I'm just going to be straight up with you. Learn to say no. The most effective tool that's going to help you survive the holiday season is learn to say no to things that don't bring you joy. Say no to the things that don't bring you joy so you can say yes to the things that do. It's not necessary to attend every party or get together or holiday celebration that you are invited to. It's just not. If it's something that you're dreading doing, are you tired? Are you, you know you're going to be up late because you're at the holiday get-together for work? You don't necessarily have to go. If you're not, uh, you know, if, if, if decorating the house doesn't bring you joy, I give you permission to do less decorating or no decorating if that's your thing, right? I, I realized a couple years ago that decorating the, the house is great. It brings me joy, but it's a whole lot of work. And it's not just work to do. It's a whole lot of work to undo and take down the decorations. So I, I, if you want to decorate the house, go for it. Great guns. Great. But if you don't, then I give you permission to not do that. If Elf on the Shelf stresses you out to the point that it's stealing your holiday joy, I give you permission to not do Elf on the Shelf. You figure out what those things are that bring you joy and stay within them. Say no to more of the things that don't bring you joy. It is just, it is such an empowerful and powerful important tool that we say no to some things. Because you can't do everything. You can't be everything to everybody. You're going to have to say no to some things. And if you say yes to other people's priorities or other th people's opportunities, then you're going to ultimately say no to some of the things that help you survive and thrive and, and strive in this holiday season. I can remember years past where it was like for the holiday season starting right before Thanksgiving through New Year's, it was like a party every weekend that we would get invited to, whether that was a, a holiday celebration for one or more or all of the jobs that I and, and Mac had. And I can, you know, I can remember working more than one job on several occasions. And so that would be another holiday party to get together and, you know, another something to attend. 
And it would just be exhausting by the end of it because then it was not just the the family get-togethers and and presents and holidays and cooking and baking. All of those things can be great, but it can be overwhelming if you say yes to every opportunity. And so that's that's the ticket to surviving this holiday season. Learn to say no. Get good. If you're not good at saying no, find somebody who is. For me, that person is Mac, my husband. He says no pretty pretty good. He says no really good. And so, I, you know, sometimes I have to run things by him and he'll help give me the courage to say no. Um, here's something else that I've learned is also helpful. I don't like to make decisions on the spot because if I am pressured to make a decision on the spot or a commitment on the spot, then I feel more compelled to say yes. And that might not be the best decision for me. So here's the trick I've learned. I ask for time. Hey, thanks for inviting me to your neighborhood holiday cookie party exchange. Let me get back to you by tomorrow on whether that's going to work for me or not. Right? Just ask for time. And then you can walk away, really evaluate, is this the best opportunity for me? Yes or no? Does this fit where I'm going? And if the answer is no, then you can get back and you don't feel near as much pressure to say yes on the spot. I hope these have been valuable for you. Um, Again, just my Ria's top three tips on striving, surviving, and, and thriving in this holiday season. Until next time.